All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Podcast. This place is an untapped resource. With your host, Flex Headless. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic, exciting episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man for the Grand Flex hit list here with my co-host live and direct with much respect, Alex Marcuddy. What's up, BFFs? BFBs? Now, uh, 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 hold on. This, this is where the thing with you and the BFBs things, right? So you, so you call them BFBs. So anybody who listens to the show, according to you, Alex Marchetti, not to us, but to you, and it's fine, you do what you want, and I'm not stopping you, you are calling them BFBs. BFBs. Which stands for Better Fantasy Bureau. So you're calling them Better Fantasy Bureaus. Yeah. Okay. So you're yes. calling, you, so a, a person who is listening is a better, is a, is groups, they're groups. So one person is a group, because bureau is another they're, word they're, for group. They are part of the bureau. Then, yeah, but they are the, part of the bureau. Well, what what I would want to do in the future is call them agents, fantasy agents or fantasy sports agents. They're agents of the bureaus. When I hear the word agents, um, I just fear, fear. I just see somebody like I see the guy from the Matrix. What's his name? The, the oh, agent. Well, hello. I know you talk about yeah the agent. Yeah, the agent. Agent. Is the it agent? Sunglasses. No, that's not his name. I don't yeah, remember where. Messing this up right now. I don't remember. I was never like a crazy fan of the Matrix movies. No? I like don't. They were cool, but I just they were they were like you know a way of life for so many people. Yeah, you know, wasn't it like Agent Nick or something like that? No, I'm way wrong. I don't know, but I don't feel like we should call our BFBs agents. So I think there's got to be a better word than BFBs. Oh, so like what? Let's 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 ask the listeners. Let's ask them. I I, I always what, what, wanted fantasy. What do you guys agents. think? Well, we got to ask them. We got to put a poll out. So between BFBs. You're right. It's Agent Smith. It's Smith. Okay. See, I do it with something like that, like something normal and, you know, like monotone or whatever, like what, something like that. Um, Yeah, we got to find it. I don't know. Buristas? You, 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 Burista? No. No. I just, you know, you could just say like, what's up, Bureau? What up, Bureaus? Like, no, not Bureaus, just to the Bureau. The Bureau up, in general. What up, Bureau? Like, you know, BFB. The fantasy, nah. better fantasy bureau. I still like agents. I think I think the listeners and the fans of the show are the agents of the bureaus. The fantasy. What agents. is agent in Spanish? Agencia. Agencia. <laughs> that's What's agency. up, agencia? That's agency. Yeah, that's agency. Um, I'm over here. I translate agent oh in Spanish. What is it? Agente. What up, yeah, my, no. what up, mi agente? No, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> what up, mi agente? Go back to BFBs. Let's just leave it at that. Hit, um, me, up, hit me up in mihente.com. Do you remember know. that throwback? Mihente.com? I know. All right. Yeah, that was a while ago. <laughs> Long time ago. 
Anyways, uh, speaking about internet and social media party people, remember, always follow us on Instagram. Uh, you know, you're calling them BFBs. I haven't said that. You could keep saying that. I won't Listen, I always tell you all the time, Marchetti, I'll never hit you, so knock yourself out. Um, we'll, cut, we'll, we'll take it to the internet, though, and see if they want to come up with a better name for that. Um, remember, always follow us on Instagram at BFB Podcasts, on Twitter at Podcast BFB. Or you can always follow us on our individual accounts, which mine is Flex Hitless for both Twitter and Instagram, which is at FLX Hitless. Flex is spelled FLX. And Marquette, yours? M A R Q U E T T I. It's Marquette. Boyaka, hit me up. Boom. What's up? I, I, you need to have a show, just you. We got to find you a show with just you and just the, the dead air and then see how you could take that. And then to see, take that, take that, it's going to be like a bunch that. of automatopoeia throughout the whole entire Adam, show, right? Automatopoeia. I hope our BFBs are still in their fantasy basketball playoffs. We are. Yep. We beat the producer extraordinaire, Andy. He's a little sour right now. I know. It's funny. He texted me. He was like, uh, congratulations before it was even over. And I was like, dude, you still got like three days left. He's like, yeah, but whatever. No, you won. And I'm like, stop trying to not jinx yourself. I tell the people all the time because I know, I know, you know, that's why they do that. When somebody texts you congratulations before it's officially over, you know, we always say, I always tell them, you know, stop trying to unjinx yourself. Yeah, that's they're reverse jinxing it. I did the know? same thing because uh, I'm playing my brother-in-law in, the, in, the, in another, the other league I'm in. And uh, he was killing me the first day. Like he was winning uh, seven out of the ten. He was killing me, and now he's winning. I think for the moment, six out of the three, six out of the ten. No, nine. Sorry, it's nine. It's nine groups, nine so, categories, nine categories. Yeah. So okay. he was winning seven out of the other one, and now he's winning six of them currently at the moment. And uh, and then they, I was telling him it was funny. I was like, um, damn, LeBron's not playing tonight. This is yesterday. I was like, you know, LeBron's not playing tonight. He's like, I know. And then Blake Griffin didn't play the other night. That's good for me. He's like, but you're still going to win. You're still going to win. And then I sent him that that image. I said, stop trying to unjix yourself. Yeah. And then I sent him the image of Michael Scott, where he's like, well. Uh, I, I would say I'm a little stip I'm a little stitious, but I'm not superstitious. <laughs> no, I, would say, I wouldn't say I'm superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. I'm a little stitious. <coughs> yeah, right now we're getting slaughtered. Well, we're oh, playing yeah. the best oh, team <clears throat> in the league, so they have all ten categories. My throat all is ten. so scratchy right now. <clears throat> I'll put some meal. <clears throat> this is going to be a very honey. It's yeah. like this is going to be a very uh, unprofessional show, I guess. What was starting off already? I mean, with my throat like this. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but um, yeah, a Andy was like, I told him, I told him we win when it counts because he was talking so much trash it's what he when does. It's what he does. we was playing in season, right? And now that we beat him, you know, he's like, "Yo, come on, that's unfair. Don't talk about, <laughs> don't talk all that trash." <laughs> and you're over here before we officially win one. Uh, you're like, "Yeah, we won already." I'm like, well, "Yo, we, dude, we're gonna win." I'm like, yo, there's like two minutes left. There's four, and it was 40 go, seconds left in the fourth quarter. And they could possibly go to overtime, which it was close. But even if they went to overtime, if you saw the category, like if you saw all the categories he had to win with the players he had in, we already had like a commanding lead in those categories. They, he wasn't going to come back. I, I was doing I was doing the flex. In, while in like in, in you were season, trying not to jinx yourself. Yeah, in, in season fantasy football flex, where he doesn't want to accept the win until it's official. Right. Until it's zero zero, and then he sees the final score. Well, but I already, like I said, I was looking at him, and I knew, we, I knew that we, that um, he was. There was no come chance. Back. There was no chance. About I'm, I'm gonna tell him tonight. I don't know how he's gonna feel about it, but you know, I don't know. You guys are gonna be friends after that, but I'm gonna tell him, and let's see what happens. 
what happened. Besides um, fantasy basketball, I guess real quickly, since we're talking about the fantasy basketball um, topic. Yeah. Just real quick. Uh, any other, like, last minute, like, whatever players that you should probably could find the waiver wire that you want to put into your lineup that you could possibly put in? Uh, Anybody? It's pretty tight right now. There's a couple. I was able. I, I mentioned Adebayo, and, you know, he helped us win last week. Right. Adebayo, let me look up his stats right now so I can tell you guys. Yeah, it is a very unprofessional show. Yeah, so Adebayo, the last. Adebayo. Yo, your internet, bro. What's up with your internet? My internet's working fine. Don't um, blame the internet. Blame the um, person who didn't have it up ready before the show started. I know. I, I had to. All right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the last, like, four, he's he's been starting. He's been starting over Hassan Whiteside. And <laughs> Hassan, Hassan Whiteside. Did you hear the way you said that? Uh, how did I say it? Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> what the hell's the matter with you? Get it uh, together, Marchetti. All right. Focus. So, <laughs> focus, man. Um, He's been giving you double-digit scoring. He's been providing in multiple categories, which is awesome for a big man. Uh, he's been given three to four assists, five assists a game. He, surprisingly, he's been given a steal, steals, one to two steals. And rebounds, he's, pre, he's been pretty serviceable. You know, at the, in the highs, you know, eight, nine, ten rebounds. Sometimes he'll give you some double-doubles. And besides him, I say Joaquin Noah. You know, I know you don't like him, but Joaquin Noah has been doing good too. Anybody that you suggest last minute, especially somebody that lost Miritich. Why did you put Harkless on our team? Um, the reason why, why I put Harkless is that I wanted to have a full starting lineup for today's matchup, <clears throat> and the only position that I needed to fill in was a small forward. Gotcha. And, you know, I was limited. It's not like I could have put a small, a small forward there and then use somebody in utilities because there's obviously, like, Joaquin Noah there's a free agent that I could have picked up off waivers Joaquin. and played him. Joaquin Noah. Joaquin. I like, I like calling him Joaquin. It's like Dominican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing it real, like, with different accents right now. Like, Hassan Wasa, Joaquin Noah. It's like, what is, what is, and all this automatopoeia. You're in a different mood. I'm in my own zone. That's fine. All right, so. I got to call it out, though. Yeah, call it. I don't care. Uh, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. So, so Joe Noah. How about that? You like Joe Noah? Oh, no, Joe Kim. Say his name. Joe Kim? Yeah. So, Joe Kim Noah is another one. But, um, and Bam Adebayo. Um, so, I wanted to, so like I said, I'm currently losing. You're losing? Well, I told you what I said. I just said I it. he has six out of three. Yeah. I know. So, the thing is also, I wanted to add a little bit more. Uh, I wanted to get an extra player in today, right? So one guy that I really do recommend for you to pick up if you're still in your fantasy basketball league, uh, definitely you should 100% look at Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet. Uh, Van Vliet. Yeah. Look at Fred Van Vliet. He's only owned in 8.7% of leagues, but um, Kyle Lowry's injured. He hurt himself in the last Knicks game. And they probably won't rush him to put him back in the lineup since they already got a playoff spot. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he shut down for the rest of the season, but, you know, they were up, like, almost 40 points against the they, Knicks. They're going to monitor him. They'll monitor know, him, and yeah. Make but sure he was, that he's fine, ready for the playoffs. Right, but, sure. that, but, you know, he was up, like, almost, they were up, like, 30-plus points against the Knicks, and he hurt himself. You know what I mean? So, like, in a situation like that where Toronto has always been, like, just there. Like, they're constantly, every year, making the playoffs. They're, like, really as high up. Late, in the, yes. Yeah, as of lately, for the past couple of years, they've been just doing so well, and they've been just, like, right there. 
And then they only go so far. You know, with, Le- with the LeBron James in the East era, of course, there was only so much you could do. It's like many great teams back in the 90s only went so far because of Jordan. And the Raptors are one of those teams that are, like, suffering from it. Like, you know, the Knicks suffered a lot from the Jordan era, you know, went back in the 90s. So with the Raptors... Don't doing, remind me, please. Okay. Well, okay. I, Continue I, won't, I won't remind you again. So uh, with, with that being said, they... Uh, I think they'll monitor his minutes or they'll limit him in a sense with Kyle Lowry, which hurts Kyle Lowry owners, but definitely at least for the next game, he will not play uh, like tonight against in tonight, which we're recording this right now. It is Wednesday night. And once again, also full disclosure, we are not recording today and got the podcast studios full disclosure. We are not recording there. We are recording in my basement at the moment. Uh, but yeah, so look at his last game when he gets the Knicks, you know what I mean? Like he's, you know, when he, when, he started again. He, balled out, yeah. he started with Ky- with Kawhi Leonard out. They 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 benched Kawhi Leonard because of rest. He had thirteen points and twelve assists. You know, with a steal and a block and two rebounds to add to that. But the assist alone, like you know, he does pretty well with the ball. I mean, all season long, he's getting you about like five assists with his twenty six minutes a game. So now with Lowry out and him and between him and um, Jeremy Lin are going to be the guys that get the most points. But he's going to be the main guy as far as point guards go. He's going to be the starting point guard for the for a very good Toronto Raptors offense and a very good Toronto Raptors team. So Fred Van Vliet is definitely a guy that you should go pick up. He's only owned an eight point seven percent of ESPN. Yeah, he, he is serviceable. Mm. Even before uh, Lowry went down, he was injured, so that's why he dropped uh, tremendously. Right, and his percentage uh, being owned is very low. But before that, he was somebody that you you're able to roster and. He would have gave you a good amount of uh, stats on all categories, right? And you know he is a good, good person. You know, good player to acquire right now, especially with all these players that are dropping and people be, and players being uh, minimized with uh, the workload, a la LeBron James, Kevin Love. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's definitely a good uh, a player. So good one. That's a good one. So. I tried to play him tonight because, like you said, I wanted to get, like, a full roster in. You know what I mean? And and um, I tried to play him tonight, but then I couldn't because I didn't have a guard spot for him. Like, for example, like, on my team, all my guards were uh, Donovan Mitchell, J.J. Redick, uh, Dwayne Wade, and Michael Connolly. So I was thinking about maybe dropping J.J. Redick, but not after what he did the other night. The other uh, night. He balled yeah, out. I, I know first first double-double in his and career. It, yeah. I, yeah, that's nuts, right? That's nuts, yeah. That's crazy. But still, he balled out 27, almost a triple-double, 27 points, 8 assists, and 10 rebounds. <clears throat> Sorry about my throat. But, um, so I didn't drop in. I was thinking about dropping Dwayne Wade because, remember, there's only four teams left right now. So it's more than likely it's okay. At least at this stage of it, it's okay for me to drop somebody, and I'll possibly have a good chance of picking them back up. It, uh, this week, you have to consider it's a death match. It's do or die. Right. So that's why, yeah. You can't really think about, oh, I can't drop this player for next week's matchup. O- unless, you it's, know, you have a good, decent prize for third. But you, who plays for third? No, 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 know? no, no. Of course not. Nobody plays for third. But but what's your point exactly is that, like, uh, what choose why I would even consider about dropping guys like J.J. Redick and Dwayne Wade. Because throughout the entire season, I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. But now I'm considering it that they, because, like, like you know, like I said, you have to win. If you don't win this week, you're done. And also because of the fact, like I said, that there's only four teams left. So there's, you know, it's not like there's everybody's reaching out and there's no penalty for anything else. So, you know what I mean? Like the other guys already have nothing to do with the league because there's no last place match. There's no nothing. So uh, they're not like reaching to win their matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Another strategy you could take. And we had this conversation before though, fantasy football. If they ended up up picking them up, I'd be like, what the hell? But whatever, they have a right to pick them up if they're so allowed to. We had this conversation before. I wouldn't, you know, like bitch and moan about it. But what I'm saying is that 
they're less likely to do that, especially you know in this league. So yeah, so you're willing to take that chance. So like yeah. in, in, in with our team, I dropped Kyle Kuzma. Why would I drop Kyle Kuzma? The only reason why I would drop him is that he has two games that he's not playing the next two days, but we also have the highest priority in the waiver wire. Right. So I've, we're, we're not number one, but every other team that's, that has higher priority, they are out of the playoffs. So the likelihood for them to pick Kyle Kuzma up is very low. Right. If they pick them up, <laughs> then whatever. I took the chance. But those that are in the playoffs, right, mm-hmm. you know, we, we know for sure that they're not going to be able to pick, pick him up. So, you know, that, that's a strategy that you could take if you have a player that's not going to play two days and you need some to a spot to fill in for those, those next two days because it is do or die. I suggest to do that. Just look at your waiver wire and make sure your opponent or those that are in the playoffs are not higher in the waiver wire. That's it. No, yeah. So, but... So what I messed up though is that since picking up Van Fleet, I didn't think about like I just automatically assume you know it's basketball. You could move. You, it's almost more likely you could fill up your whole roster spot in a sense, but I couldn't because I didn't have a guard that I wanted to drop. I didn't you know I wasn't going to drop JJ Redick or Dwayne Wade for them, especially since they're both playing tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I couldn't play him. So I used one of my matchups acquisitions for the week. There's only seven for the week. Yeah. So I used up one of them by dropping. Who did I drop? I dropped Wesley Matthews for Fred Van Vliet. Wesley Matthews also which serviceable. is a good transaction. I, I like that. I well, because that. because Kyle Lowry's out, you know, yeah. you're more so. But Wesley Matthews has been doing all right. So I, I also recommend Wesley Matthews. You know, he's also been serviceable. But another person who's been very very serviceable, who I ended up dropping Van Vliet for because I only had a forward spot that I could have filled in. Only had a forward spot, and I gave that forward spot to Seti Osman. Uh, Seti Osman of the of Cavs. the Cleveland Cavaliers. His minutes have been going way up. He has been doing fantastic as of lately. Um and Four out of the past five games, he's had at least 18 points. And um, he's given you rebounds. He's given you assists. You know, like last game alone with six assists and four rebounds. So he's been extremely, extremely serviceable. He's only owned in 24% of leagues. So it's more than likely that he will be out there in your league. More than likely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I closely <clears throat> monitor that uh, because the reason why he has a tick up in production is that Larry Nash Jr. is now playing. So once he comes back. Is not playing. Is, he's not playing. Larry you said Nash. now. No, it's not not playing. Yeah, not. but no, no, no. But you said he's now playing. No, no, no. Uh, so you just got to monitor because right now Larry Nance Jr. is not playing. But if he comes back and he's healthy, he's going to start. Then Seti Osman's uh, valid drops. Right, but at least you know, I'm saying, but he's definitely just monitor to monitor that, it you know. to look up. For, definitely for today's game is good to put him in. Um, also, Tristan Thompson also being out. Yeah. So it's another forward that you have in there. But Larry Nance plays more like the center power forward kind of thing anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that, they got the, Kevin Love the rotation there. I'm talking about. So no, I got you. I know. Less yeah. minutes to spare. But right now it's definitely, uh, you know, so I had to I, put him in. I have and, one that's like a flyer. If you're in a deep, deep, uh, you know, fantasy basketball league. Daniel House Jr. for the Houston Rockets. The last three games, he has been averaging 28 to 35 minutes. He's been providing you 18 points, 14 points, 19 points, and rebounds between three to seven. And he's been scoring a lot of threes. You're talking about two, two to four to six in the last three games. And he's been providing a couple of assists, two, you know, a two assists a game. He's, he's not a bad guy to pick up, especially in the high-power offense that uh, Houston Rockets like to run. You know, so... Yeah, good call. Yeah, so that's somebody... I didn't even you, know about him. You didn't know about him? Yeah, nah, this good DD call. League. Somebody has him in in the playoffs in our league. Our league is very competitive. If you're in a very competitive league, look him up, and, and maybe you could play this guy. Dennis Smith Jr. is also out with a back injury tonight, just so you know. He hasn't played since March 12th, 
Uh, and he's not going to play tonight. So you definitely, if you want to look at another guard like Moutier or something like that for the Knicks, that's also kind of a serviceable play there. Now, boom. So those are just some like last minute guys that if you wanted to add to your uh, fantasy basketball league, if you're looking in, you know, I know at this point it's extremely, extremely thin. Uh, but yeah, definitely some guy that you wanted to add in there to look at. Um, with that being said, right. Uh, also not for nothing. Also another guy too, James, uh, James, Jay Crowder is another good guy. You know, he gets you about double for the past, uh, five games. He's got at least double digit points with as little as 12, but as high as 18. That's he's one of those guys that has a very low floor, but a, but a decently high ceiling, not like perfect. You know, like last game, he had two blocks, 18 points, three assists, five rebounds, owned in only 20% of leagues. He's somebody that you could definitely also uh, add in if you wanted to, like I said, but you know, he could also give you a game where he gets like five points and three rebounds, you know, but um, he has a decently high ceiling with a low floor. Uh, speaking also about basketball, what's a big thing that's going on this week is college hoops, March Madness in full swing, started it off. And I got to tell you something. It's funny. So I'm, I'm <laughs> one of my brackets. I purposely just did it like screw it. I'm going to do it kind of crazy. I think you got to do something like that because, uh, you can't just straight play the favorites or, you know, like you have to have a little, a bracket that's a little screwed up. You know, a little bit out the box. Yeah, because, well, depending on how many brackets you do. I mean, I got, I got three brackets. How many times have you done brackets? I've been doing brackets I the do, last... I've been doing them, like, every year. 10, 15 years, I yeah. believe, right? And for the most part, it always always breaks. It yeah, busts. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the bracket busts to me... Like last year when Arizona rounds, lost. 64 to 32, I always get one side of the bracket that just bu- completely busts. Like when and, Arizona lost yeah, last year. Ar- Ar- Arizona, what about Virginia, Virginia right? Virginia, yeah, they Virginia killed everybody. Virginia lost to the 16. So uh, sometimes you got to just pick that flyer, you know, that underdog. And, you know, there's no there, – this is not <laughs> – uh, our, our, our studios uh falling apart over here. Our soundproofing is uh, on the ceiling. Great job there, Flex. Yeah, not really. If that falls on my head, I swear you're going to be in big, big, big trouble, mister. Man, sue me. Whatever. It's on the radio. Who cares? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so sometimes you got to pick a, a underdog, you know? Who doesn't love a Cinderella story, an underdog upsetting a Duke, you know? You want to know what my final four is for that crazy bracket? Go ahead. So Duke made it one. That's, oh. not, that's not crazy. Duke would play Buffalo. Buffalo? Yeah. Ooh. And then in the other side, uh, Kansas State would play Houston. <laughs> Even though Houston's doing good, the third, you know, they got the third seed in there. Yeah. But I'm saying it's like a little crazier like that. Like I have, I, that, that's one bracket I have. And another bracket I have my final four. We, we could go into it pick by pick and see who does what. Um, I have not too crazy. Duke against Gonzaga. On one side, and then the other side, I got. Uh, I have that one too. Yeah, so I, that's, I don't like that. So if we have the same matchup, then we're we're doing something wrong because most likely most people have that same matchup. No, no, no. Well, that that's yeah, they're both the first seed. And the likelihood the, of that happening is you know. But then the other side, I got Wisconsin going against Washington. Okay, I have Tennessee versus uh, North Carolina on that on that side. And Tennessee against North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, In the final four. Oh, uh, oh! It just hit my head. Good. You deserve it. Oh, my neck. My neck and my back. All right. Uh, yeah, so I have Tennessee and North Carolina and Duke and Gonzaga in the Final Four. My national national championship game will be Gonzaga versus North Carolina, and I finally have 
Gonzaga winning. The Zags. Yeah, I got Gonzaga winning one of them, and then the other one I have Duke winning. Okay. I, I don't I don't think Duke is going to win. They they don't shoot great in, in behind the arc. You know? I'm, uh, to tell you the truth, the, re- the reason why I'm one reason, I'll, I'll be honest, the one reason I'm doing it is because it's me being biased and we're going to probably more than likely, we're going to hopefully, excuse me, I don't want to say more than likely, we're going to hopefully get a top three pick, us as Knicks fans. So okay. then we'll take a Duke player, more than likely. Either, you know, um, Williamson or, oh my God, drawing a blank, the guard. R.J. Barrett. There you go. Thank you. Oh my God. All right. I was thinking of Ja. <laughs> my bad. No, R.J. Uh, Barrett. Yeah, the other or or Reddish. Yeah. Or, no, not Reddish. Reddish oh. dropped. <laughs> yeah, but knowing the Knicks, we'll get the fifth pick this year, of course, you know. Hopefully not. I mean, listen, currently currently was still the We still have, what, 12, worst 12 and a half percent still. Between the first fourteen, fourteen and a half percent, fourteen percent for the first three, for the first three. For the, so we're still even with the first, with the, with the other, worst, with the, the worst three, the second and the third last place teams in the. In no, I, that that's what I was saying. That yeah. that's what sucks is that you know we're finally gonna have after a long time. I want to, I want to, I don't want to go as far as say finally, but we're gonna deservingly so have the worst record, and it it's the year where they changed that um you know stat up that they they, they changed that situation because they do it to prevent tanking. That's why it's in yeah, place. I know, but yeah. so in some capacity. But shout out to the Knicks for being in the Lakers. <laughs> that was awesome. That last play, Zaga, yeah, with with the block, yeah, yeah that's Her, hilarious. Herzonia was whatever. Me? I don't know. I never pronounced here, it right. Oh, and you're over here telling telling me to correct myself. Well, yeah, but but you're but you're saying it just because you know you're you're like in a sing songy and you're being very Dominican Cubanish. Yeah, I'm saying it just because I'm not that smart. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that, that, I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I wish, but I mean, as much as I wish we lost, I, you were still in last place and LeBron matter. got stuff, so we're, it was fun to watch. We're officially going to be one, the first, second, third worst no, team No, 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 it does matter. It does matter. It does matter if we, it does matter if we're the worst, because if we're the worst, we're at least guaranteed a top five pick. Oh, okay. That's yeah. the only incentive you get from being the worst record in the league. Because if you had the worst record in the league, you are guaranteed a top five pick. Because if you had the you're, second, you're pretty smart. Because I completely ignored that. Part. All right. So, so that's All the right? thing. If if you if you had the second or third worst, you could still get like a six seven round pick. You know, it's not likely because the percentages are higher that you won't. But it's still a possibility. At least if you have the worst record in the league, you will not get anything less than a fifth round pick. I mean, fifth, fifth overall, excuse me. Um, is there any matchups in the bracket in the college uh, March Madness tournament that you're looking Yeah, yeah, yeah. To? There was, uh, hold on, I, I got to look at it again. That Marquette game, who are they playing? Oh, Murray State. Yeah, yeah, that one yeah. I'm looking at. That one, that one I'm, I'm interested in, the Marquette-Murray State game. Uh, that one's going to be a pretty good game. And there was another one that I was also looking forward to seeing. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Hey, so question, right? Uh, hold on, which one St. John's, it? right? They play tonight. If they advance, they'll be facing Buffalo. Oh, the um, the the Seton Hall and the Warford uh, Warford Wofford Wofford yeah because uh yeah Wolf Wofford yeah. Wofford yeah also because my boy did like a, a spread pool and then they randomly draw teams for people and I got Warford so I'm also looking for that one. So, uh, supposedly they're really good at shooting the three behind the arc and I and that's a honest. sleeper for a lot of uh you know I haven't really um, the smart people in the college. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't really followed college that much this year. But yeah, what uh, were you gonna say? No, uh, since you mentioned Buffalo advancing very far, there's a chance 
that they'll be facing St. John's if St. John's advances tonight. Now, will you be rooting for St. John's University or Buffalo if that nah, situation happens? St. John's. Okay. St. John's. All right, cool. I, Just, you know, I know I, you did I think, a bracket, I think so Buffalo, I don't know. No, but I think Buffalo would be win them, but would beat them. But I would still root for St. And here comes another one. There we yeah, go. Another the, piece of our. I told uh, you, Flags. Oh, yeah, I know you told me. I don't I care. You. Whatever. Um, I'll take. Uh, you know what? I'm as of right now on the show. If you have no idea what we're talking about, I'm going to take a picture of this and then I'm going to post it on our Instagram. And then this way you'll know what we're talking about over here. Because this is really bad radio right I now. Don't, I don't know. People are probably going to submit that picture and say somebody's held hostage or kidnapped. How would you get that from that? I don't know. I just oh, the God. lighting. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to the whole, um, you know, March Madness. And Hey, you know, in my bracket, I have Wolford beating Kentucky. Nice. So do I. I haven't been both nice. my brackets winning. Boom. So, um... But let me ask you, wait, wait, which is your favorite college basketball team? Well, come on, man. St. John's? Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas, yeah, that's right, bro. right. You're Razorback. I forgot about Razorback. And then St. John's. I'm definitely going to root for any uh, local school, you know. I root St. For, John's. I root for Butler. Uh, if UConn is in it, you know. I root for Butler. Butler? Yeah. Why? I'm a big Bulldog fan. You're a big Bulldog. But I don't want to root for Georgia, so. Okay. I like Bulldogs. Gonzaga, is mascot is a Bulldog. Butler, the colors, and the Bulldog. Okay. And plus, they wouldn't let that bulldog in for one of the arenas, so that's another reason why I'm So that there. means you'll root for Georgia, too? No. That's what but I'm saying. I, I just said I don't want to root for Georgia because it's too common okay. to root for Okay, them. cool. I like Butler because gotcha. in, in football, it's Razorbacks now because of you, but uh, I've always for some... I, I, Pig suey! Pig suey. But uh, moving on, so now talking about uh, the state of football, which is a lot going on in football right now, Um, I guess we could start off with this. The Giants signing Golden Tate for years. <laughs> what are you laughing about? It's not funny, Marchetti. It just doesn't make sense. There's no rhyme, no reason. It's Tell me just, more about it. It just. Hey, did you listen to Gettleman's uh, interview? Yeah, I heard. Uh-huh. I, I heard about it. Do you have a soundbite? No. Oh. You didn't tell me to have one ready. No, I know. What you thought about his interview? Was it uh, comforting? Was I'll tell it, you. I'll tell you. Did, who's, you, feel, tell, did you feel a little bit much more satisfied? No, or no, no, no. Or, or at least have a, a better understanding of the no. direction of the team. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly what. Um, what I guess made the most sense from what I heard, not from get but about to get him in the interview. So Jordan Renan, right? Who ran on, ran on, whatever. He covers the New York Giants for ESPN. So he was on the the Humpty and Canty show the other day. And I guess he made a really good point because Dave Rothenberg, who's a big Giants fan, was big, saying... Big, big. Huge, Giants. huge, huge. So He's so upset. All right, when it. he was asking him about, like, tell me some light, shed some light on the situation, tell me some good news about it, right? And he's basically saying, in a sense, that, like, well, when Dave Gettleman took the deal, he looked at Peppers as, like, Jabril Peppers was being another first-round pick because you would want to get two first-round picks for Odell. So he looked at his Peppers as filled the need and was another first-round pick, and it was young first-round pick. That's how yeah. he feels about that. And he got the other 17th first-round pick, the 17th overall pick, and then the, the third. So he feels like it was a good deal. But the thing is this, what Jordan said, which was a good point, that they are going to be um, in they're, – they're, they're in a good position to build their team good. And, like, next year is going to be rough. 
But in another year or two, they could be a pretty solid team because of the position they're in. Next year, they're going to have a ton, a ton, a ton of money. They got a ton of draft picks. They actually had the most draft picks this year along with the Patriots. They have 12. Both the Patriots and the Giants have 12 picks this year. They both had the most draft picks. Um, So they're in a good position to really rebuild really well and quickly. You know what I mean? So when uh-huh. he was explaining it, Chris Canty was like, that sounds like the Knicks to me. That sounds exactly like the Knicks. Like the Knicks are also in a really, you know, they just traded Porzingis for cap space and got all this money now that they're in a position to rebuild their team in a very, you know, as in a very close near future, like as close as even next year, they're able to rebuild, right? So Jordan ran, this is, this is the good point he made. They're in a very good position to rebuild quickly and you should be happy if you trust the person that is rebuilding them. So that means if you trust in the Knicks side, like, you know, like Reese and Scott Perry and all of them, if you trust, wait, Reese is not on the Knicks. I forget. Anyway, he's not, no, 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 no longer that, there. That, no, sorry. No longer there. Right. But he's if you trust, just, he said Scott Perry, Scott Knicks, Perry yeah. is there. there. All right. So if you trust like Scott Perry, yeah, then you're in a good position. Cause like I said, we have a very good opportunity in Knicks and I'm very happy and I'm very hopeful for the Knicks. Right. Cause I do trust Scott Perry. But I don't trust Dave Gettleman. So for me not trusting Gettleman, we're not in a good position, the Giants, right now. Now, if we rebuild and we end up doing all the right moves and we win a championship in the next three years, no one's going to care about what happened with this Odell thing, including myself for the most part. But that's, I guess, the good point he made is that Chris Candy said we're just like the Knicks right now in exactly the same position as the Knicks, but it only works well if you trust the person who's behind the wheel driving this team to his destination. And for the moment, I don't trust Gettleman because you drafted Saquon Barkley for a win-now situation to build from what you have now to improve a need that you had now, which was our run game, to win. I don't mean now like this year. I mean now within this year, the next year, the win after. Within the next three years, you drafted Saquon Barkley to win right away. Then you signed Odell. Then seven months later, you gave him up. So you did all this stuff to win now, and then you're changing the whole thing out of nowhere. You know what I mean? So I don't trust him because he says there's a plan, there's a plan, there's a plan. But it seems like the plan is like... It's changing. It's so changing your, as, your, as your as plan a, seven going. months ago wasn't to sign Odell and then to trade him. If that was part of your plan was to sign Odell for all that money and then trade him seven months later, that's a stupid plan. Yeah. So I don't trust you for that. So if your plan's constantly changing, I don't know what direction you're going in, so I'm not hopeful about the situation. I'm hopeful about the Knicks, but not hopeful about the Giants for the moment until I'm proven wrong otherwise. But... Stick with the topic we're talking about, about fantasy implications and all this down to the third. Like, well, Golden Tate, I don't know how he fits into the plan. That's another reason why I don't trust him. Like, I. And they gave him all that money at, at somebody that's four years older than Odell Beckham. Yeah. He's 31. 31. Yeah. And, 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 and five years older. Well, Odell's going to be 27. Okay. So the thing is, you gave him all that money, and the need, the need you had to fill with missing Odell, well, first of all, you're never going to fill Odell's shoes. Unless you had Antonio Brown or Julio Jones. You're not going to know. But Golden Tate's great. I love Golden Tate. I love him as a player. I have nothing wrong to say about him as a player. I still love him as a player. But it doesn't fit what we had. So it's like your need was to fill up the outside. Golden Tate is another. Slot receiver. Is is Sterling Shepard 2.0. Is a better version of Sterling Shepard. Yeah. Yeah, I I know. He's, you know, he calls himself the Yak King and he had the the most break tackles, like in generally and forever, almost for the most part. And, you know, the yards at the catch king and all this and that. But. You're giving him all that money. Like, I honestly, I felt like you could have filled that need for an outside guy because minutes later, literally minutes later, Jordy Nelson got cut. We could have signed Jordy Nelson for less money. For nothing. For nothing. We could have signed Randall Cobb. Well, Randall Cobb's a slot receiver, too. Excuse me. We could have signed um, Demarius Thomas for less money. 
Also, yeah, an outside he, guy. He's coming off uh, a, a serious injury. No, be coming off the serious injury, but also the arrest thing. Okay. I know, but that's why. But these are the reasons why we could have got him for less money. We didn't sign Golden Tate to win. Yeah, it, it, these are not signs to. Uh, to yo, know, they're just there's the signs to fill a need for the moment. Yeah, like uh, trading Odell was a sign of rebuild, like a quick, like a hard reset. You know when your your computer freezes or your PlayStation freezes, it's just a hard reset. No, but yeah, of that's course. what it did. Like you started all over, and then. You come back and then you get Golden Tate and you give him this money. He's like, "What? That doesn't make any we sense." We don't need that. We, yeah, we did. We gave him that too much. We gave sense. we gave too much money for which he thought was going to need an agent wide receiver that's wide receiver. out of the position that we need. Exactly, because he's a slot guy. And like I said, we could have honestly we could have signed Demarius Thomas, Jordy Nelson, Michael Crabtree. We could have signed all these guys. I know, I'm starting <laughs> to fall. I was going to catch they're all, it. They're all falling little by the little. Ceiling's falling on us. By the way. Um, Michael Crabtree's another good one that we could have signed for less money, and he's also an outside guy, you know. And not even that, Geronimo Allison. Geronimo Allison would have also been a good. He's also could play an outside guy. Um, yes. He was, you know, like the, the the Packers ended up re-signing him. But you know what was good about Geronimo Allison? He's still young, so we could have probably let let's say for argument's sake we signed somebody like a DK Metcalf in the draft. We got him, and we and he ended up being like let's say like the next Odell Beckham Jr. Let's just say for argument's sake, just for argument's sake. To pair him up with another good outside guy like Geronimo Allison, that's a very good outside guy to be paired up with. And he would have been, I'm sure, less money. Another, <laughs> another one. So, and I'm sure he would have been less money. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So all these guys were better options to sign except uh, for them. Well, a player that we're not mentioning and for the right reason because we don't know. He hasn't proven anything to any, any teams that he played for is Corey Coleman. Maybe they feel strongly about Corey Coleman, and he's going to be that was the the guy that's going to replace Odell. You know, well, he, he was doubt a, that. I strongly he, he's he had, was he's a had, first round draft pick. I know. I, just, I was he, high on him when he got drafted by the Browns. Yeah, but you know, if you remember watching Hard he Knocks, he's over here talking about sneakers. Like he seems like he was immature. You know, well, he got hurt and the, though, and he got hurt, and then you know he showed up uh, against the coach, and then the coach uh, and the GM immediately traded him for a seventh round pick to the Bills. And then the Bills, I think they either traded or they cut him, right? And then he went to the Patriots, and then the Patriots cut him. Yeah. And then the Giants ended up picking him up. And the Giants didn't, you know, they, they were, he was in their practice squad team, and then they promoted him, and they never cut him ever yeah, since. Yeah, I don't think he's going to do it. That, that, that's... Well, he was a first-round pick, you know, not too long. So ago. were a bunch of other people. There was a bunch of first-round picks that didn't I know. Go, right? He's only Aaron 24 Flowers. years old. So, so is Kevin I, hey, White. Just, Kevin just, White was drafted first just, round. Of the well, the problem with Kevin White is that he's always been injured. And so was Corey Coleman. He was injured a lot of times, too, on top of having on top of being having problems. I get what you're saying. You're giving me, like, a small, a ridiculously small percentage that that is a percentage on the that, list. Like that's, I understand that, that. There we have the answer, and that's Corey Coleman. That's what no, we're going to rely on. You're just, you're just you saying know? that. That might be a chance. I disagree with you 100%, but I understand your point is what I'm trying to say. Okay. But um, what we're saying is that there's, there's other players they could have signed to be on the outside instead of another slot guy, and they signed him for way too much money. He's not part of our plans. I don't know what our plan is, so I do not trust Gettleman going forward for this operation. Do, do, do you like Coleman? No. I mean, uh, not Coleman. I'm sorry. Golden Tate, though? I, I said it before. I, I like him. I like him as a player. Now, fantasy wise, there you go. Now, the fantasy okay. implications of this, right? Uh, Golden Tate has never been a big touchdown guy. He's always been a high percentage of high volume guy. So he's still going to get the passes. He's still going to get the touches. Um, I see him as a solid 
a good solid flex player for the rest of the year. Now this is all going to change going forward, of course. But if I had to say right now, I see him as a strong wide receiver three with upside like in a PPR wide receiver twos type. In a, in a in a standard league, I see him of course as like a wide receiver four because. Now, I was higher on Ingram before they made this this uh, transaction, the Giants. I was very high on Ingram. But now I'm a little more down on Ingram, but I'm higher on Ingram in standard leagues. You know what I mean? So Because Ingram's still going to be the touchdown guy for me. I think he's going to get the touchdowns. I don't think the touchdowns are going to be there, though. Why, why not? I mean, of course, it's going to go to Saquon, but still, still, if you had to pass to somebody else besides Saquon, it's going yeah, to Yeah, I guess he's the, bigger, the biggest guy they have. He's the biggest the, body they have. The, they and they're going to play so. him on the outside. Yeah, he still has some value in standard. Yeah. Yes, Ingram, you're right. Yeah, I'll in, go with Ingram that Ingram still has, I was, I was higher on him before this, but now the volume's going to go a lot to Tate in the slot, you know, aging wide receiver, aged uh, quarterback. Fantasy-wise, I still see Ingram as a tight end, uh, I mean tight end, excuse me, as a wide receiver, three strong flex play, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, Evan Ingram or who you said? Oh, Golden Tate, wide receiver three flex. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I have him around, yeah, wide receiver three, a flex guy. Yeah. Uh, Until he starts proving it. You know, midseason, it could change, but at this moment, Golden Tate, wide receiver three. Any now, now the Evan Ingram thing, the Evan Ingram thing, though, talking about it. Like, I still, which, he's which still a tight, tight end, end one. He's still yeah, a tight but which end tight ends do you see, like, I mean, tight end one, yeah, but, like, top ten, definitely, but there's still a bunch of tight ends I would take over him. Uh, uh, Yoku or uh, no, Ingram. no, no, Ingram, of course, of course, because Yoku's like pff, he's. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, no, I no. think he's gonna be a tight end too now. Um, um, Hunter Henry, I would definitely take over. Uh, no, Evan Ingram, no. no, no. I'll tell you who moves up in the draft boards though. Mike Williams, Mike Williams, yeah, not as a tight end. He's a wide receiver for the yeah. Chargers. Yeah, because Terrell Williams left. Yeah. Oh no. no. Yeah. Mike Williams. Yeah. But we're, since we're talking about tight ends, I'm over here like what? Well, I was talking about on? you said about the Chargers. So I said on yeah, the Chargers, Mike th- Williams goes. I, I'm, I thought you mispronounced the guy's name. I no, thought no, you were no. talking about Max Williams, um, Baltimore, or something. I was, I was trying to figure out who you was trying to talk. You was on, talking about um, Mike Williams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely moves up for tight for ends. San Diego. For tight ends, who I take up over Ingram, of course, you know, our Ertz and Kelsey, um, George Kittle, George Kittle, uh, Ebron. Eric Ebron, uh, okay. Another one OJ too. Howard, OJ Howard, yeah. It's like though, like I have him there. So I saw it's, it's Kittle, Ertz, um, Kelsey, Howard, Ebron. Those are the five. So I have him still as like a six, seven tight end. I think I'll take Hunter Hunter Henry over Ingram. Please do. I won't, but please do. All right, go ahead. And, Be my guest. Um, yeah, I think yeah. So he's like a tight end five, tight end six, at the moment, for you. Well. Overall, tight end five, tight end, not not a tight end five, a tight end one still, but overall, yeah, he's a number. I don't want like, people get confused, like yeah, you know, what I mean, like no, why was he before? If there's a tight end f- five or four, you definitely not going to be picking that. Yeah, there up. is. Gasecki's up down there for me. <laughs> Gasecki, yeah, because Ryan Fitzpatrick never throws to the tight ends. No, no, he doesn't. never throws to the tight ends, and Ryan Fitzpatrick's now the Dolphins for so two years. Speaking about that, Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Dolphins which I think is a team that's going to be worse than the Giants, where you have to compete for, like, a number one spot. Yeah. What does this do? Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, as a Dolphin, what does it do for you I'm fantasy-wise? Not, I'm not picking that guy up. Mm-mm. Only as a streamer. Mm-mm. Excuse me. Let me reiterate myself. I don't mean for him as the quarterback. What does it do for his wide receivers? 
Did you trust any of his wide receivers? I mean, the Dolphins wide receivers the year before? Not with Tannehill. I, with, with with Fitzpatrick, I'll tell you, you know who I trust a lot with Devontae Parker. No, no, nah, I don't trust. And it's weird that he resigned, and it Kenny shows St- a lot. Kenny Stills, Kenny Stills, I show. Okay. Yes. Now it's weird that he resigned Devontae Parker because I, from what we knew, he was out of Miami. You know, Adam Gates did not like him. He famously did not like Devontae Parker. You have a new coach, and everybody. Yeah, well, that's a big. That was a big thing with the Miami Dolphins. Like it was Adam Gates. I mean, big thing with Devontae Parker. So everybody over here talking about Devontae Parker this, Devontae Parker that, and I was always very anti-Devontae Parker for very good reasons. I'm still anti-Devontae Parker, but I do like Kenny Stills because Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, is a guy that likes to sling it. He likes to throw it down the field. You know what I mean? And Kenny Stills is a guy that could grab those passes down the field. I also, not for nothing, I do like Albert Wilson. Now, I don't mean that these guys are automatic starters on your team. Guys that are automatically going to go in, you're going to plug in your lineup right away. But these are sleepers that I do like for the next year to, and I don't mean by sleepers to be drafted like in the 10th or 12th round to be like round. a wide receiver one. Not even last, last round. Just, I would take him a little higher. I would I put Kenny Stills higher. I, as an oof. outside guy for Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan, listen, Ryan Fitzpatrick got signed by them. He knows this is a team that's going to lose. He knows it's a team that's not going to win. So he's going to go out there and he's just going to sling it. And he's going to just put on a show. And he's going to do everything he can just to put on a show. He's going to go out there and have fun. He knows what he got signed for. And he is not going to give a damn. And you know when people don't give a damn, they end up sometimes times is when they don't have a care in the world doing better at certain things so fantasy wise i like kenny stills and i'm not saying that he's gonna be drafted like in the 12th round and be like a top 10 wide receiver i just mean that he'll outperform his adp which i'm sure is going to be more or less no there's definitely going to be value there he could end up being at least or at most uh wide receiver two you know, it could at end most, up, at most, at but most. if he ends up being a flex, that's not that's not yeah, a bad that's, no. That's not a pick a bad pickup. I don't, I don't, as I like, your wide receiver three or maybe wide receiver between him and Albert four, Wilson. Yeah. I we, we will see more as it goes along. I like Kenny, in the I like Kenny and Drake on this. You know, especially PPR. You know, it, it depends how the 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 offense they're going to implement. But him catching the ball from. Uh, you know, I just, I just see sure, Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick slinging it, and I just see him having a good time, and I, I think that ones are really gonna like uh, benefit from it. Slinging be... it and having a good time. That sounded creepy. Um, I just like to sling that pigskin. So fantasy wise, <laughs> I do like Kenny Stills for that whole thing. That's a good one. Um, I'll give you that one. Much and, props. And Al- or Albert Wilson. Mucho too. kudos. Another one too that we got to talk about a little bit. Uh. Terrell Williams. Now, since he, we we know we mentioned it before on our last show, we really didn't get into it to talk about it too much. But what do you think Terrell Williams, fantasy wise, is going to be now that he's on the Raiders and now that Jordy Nelson is gone? How was uh Jordy Nelson's fantasy performance last year? Oh, terrible, terrible. So that's how I'm gonna feel about Terrell. But Williams. he, but but Terrell Williams now has Antonio Brown helping him. So right. I'm saying, like, he, Terrell Williams did good on the charges. He did serviceable, but it was always just so... And Terrell Williams had Keenan Allen. Keen, that, but that's, that's what I'm Phillip saying. And Philip Rivers. But this is what I'm saying. Terrell Williams, when he, when he did well, it was because people were more focused on Keenan Allen. So now that people are going to be more focused on the Raiders' offense, that people are going to be more focused on Antonio Brown, do you see him doing well? No. No. I, I, I'm not going to say I don't see him doing well, but maybe he could be... A wide receiver three, a wide receiver four, if that. But I'm not gonna be looking. He's not gonna be on my short list to get drafted. I'm gonna look for other wide receivers over him. 
So, or like, because how did he do with the Chargers? He did well. He had his ups and downs. Yeah, but and, because it was between him and Mike Williams. But now he's the clear-cut number two on this team. All right, and you feel like his stock is going up, is going to go up just because mm-hmm. he's with the Raiders? I never said that. No, 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 I'm asking. Oh, no. No? The so, main reason why is why? because what number two did ever done good with the Raiders? Mar- Martavius exactly. Bryant was on the Raiders last year, and he never did well. Oh, he did nothing. Exactly. Hot car- garbage. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like that. Jordy Nelson, hot garbage. I, well, Jordy Nelson was the number one. But well, he ended up being number one because remember it was Amari Cooper, and Amari Cooper, right. you know, Raiders ended up getting a first round pick, and it ended up being a genius move for the Dallas Cowboys because I don't know where he just started balling out. So, so it's is that, uh, you know, an indictment towards uh, Derek Carr as a quarterback and the system that Oakland Raiders like to run, or you know, or was it that you know? You know, it's just Amari Cooper is just, you know, I guess he was just not playing good for them. Like, he just, you know, he just clocked out. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We, we got to see what Tyrell Williams But right now, I'm not buying. No, no, I, I, I agree with you with that. And I agree with you the whole thing about Tyrell Williams. I'm not buying it because I don't see any The only one I, I'll Raiders. take is Antonio Brown because he's a beast. He's been a beast forever. And, and he's still, his fantasy value still drops. It still drops for me. So, I, I if. If I'm getting value for him, if he ends up dropping a lot and I'm end up being like in the end of the round, I'm definitely gonna take a shot because you're talking about somebody that could end up being your wide receiver one. But yeah, I'm not gonna be looking into drafting Tyrell Williams. No way. Uh speaking about Amari Cooper as a good transition to the next person to talk about with the Dallas Cowboys, Randall Cobb signs with the Dallas Cowboys. What do you feel that that does for his fantasy outlook? Well, if he plays healthy if he's healthy then you know he could be a good wide receiver three he could climb up to being a wide receiver two but you know I, I could see him being a good flex wide receiver but the question with him all the time has been his health and um yeah that's that's what i think about him i think fantasy wise for randall cobb it's not good for him so you think he drops? I think he drops. Uh, well, it's not like he was way high up on the list last year. Anyways, there's a lot of m- mouths to feed in Green Bay. Obviously, you have a way better quarterback, the best quarterback. Well, that that off the bat, that that's that's, that's one point. One Going from Aaron Rodgers to Dak Prescott automatically is a drop. It's just like one reason we dropped Antonio Brown. Going from Big Ben Roethlisberger to going to Derek Carr is automatically a drop. And yes. going from Aaron Rodgers, who is Aaron Rodgers. To Dak Prescott. Now, listen, let's be real. As much as I'm a Cowboys hater, I don't want to take anything away from Dak Prescott. He's still a very good quarterback. But Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers. So, to go from that automatically is, it's you know, it's a, it's a drop-off. Number two, it's not a good office for him. He's a slot guy, right? He's coming into the slot. He's coming up to the slot. Dak Prescott, number one, is not a throwing type of quarterback. He's not that type of guy that, that, that feeds the ball. Now, he's doing it better with Amari Cooper. He is. But that's the thing. He's gonna if he's gonna continue to throw it, he's gonna throw it either to Mark Cooper or to Ezekiel Elliott. To be honest with you, Randall Cobb is gonna be at best, at best, the fourth option there on that team, at best, because it's gonna be always Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, and Michael Gallup. Those are gonna be the first three. If you look at the slot receiver last year for the Dallas Cowboys, it was Cole Beasley. Now Randall Cobb is is better than Cole Beasley, but I was gonna ask that, but yeah, but uh-huh. the usage is not gonna be there. They're not going to feed him like that because even when Dak Prescott does good fantasy-wise, he does do it on his feet as well. So he's a mobile quarterback. 
They're going to feed the ball through Zeke the entire time. And he's going to find Amari Cooper over there for those points. You know what I mean? So, I mean, maybe it helps Amari Cooper a little bit because now they have a better slot receiver to worry about. So I think it probably helps Amari Cooper a bit. But Randall Cobb, I, it just hurts him. I don't think it's a good pick. I see him. At, I don't. I don't even see him as a flex option. I see him maybe as a bench person at best, as like a deep flyer. But I'm not saying he's completely undraftable. But I just feel like that uh, he's gonna at best the number four option. I mean, even like uh, that guy uh, Jeff Swain too for the tight ends. They were using him well, even though Jason Wynn is gonna be there. But Jason, Jason but Jason Wynn is not gonna be getting a percentage of the plays. He's gonna be limited on his on the snaps he's gonna play. He's gonna be there more to block more than anything else. You know what I mean? He's not he's not gonna be serviceable as a tight end at all. Cobb over Beasley, it's an upgrade, yes. Um is, but it's not gonna be using that system. Is the production is the production gonna be there for Cobb? Um I don't think so. But we don't know if they're gonna change their offensive scheme for next year. But I, at this moment, to me, Cobb it just he, he does he go up? Does he go down to you as far as uh the you know his as a wide receiver he's pretty much to me just eh, stays the same i don't know have you been listening I mean, to what i was saying i just said he goes down <laughs> no to me like he stays the same or oh, to you, no right. to me he stays the same he goes I, down. I, 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 i'll i'll probably look for other other wide receivers because i don't think i'm gonna be looking at him to draft especially in redraft no yeah no he so, he, he definitely just goes down for me I, 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 when i'm drafting players i'm looking for potential is he Somebody that you could get in value, like a Tyrell Williams, right? Like or um, Kenny Stills. That's a better example. What? Because they're probably going to be around the same ADP. So if I look in the draft board and it's my turn to pick, and I see Cobb and Kenny Stills, who I'm going to be drafting is going to end up being Kenny Stills because yeah. I could see him being a wide receiver too, like having that breakout. At- Bash. At best, you know, but you know, like you look for, you got, you got to look for the potential. Who's gonna, who can you get at a cheap value that could outperform their ADP? And I don't see that in Cobb. No, I got it. I, and I, I'd rather go for somebody like Kenny Stills. The only Kenny person Stills. I see it helping a little bit is Amari Cooper, a little bit, just because I know I have a, another good wide receiver to be worried about. But that's a little bit. It helps Amari. Cooper. Yeah, it's not, it's not gonna be like, oh, he jumps up to like a wide receiver, like top wide receiver no, five. Like, no, no, no. no. no yeah. Uh, but speaking of also about Jordy Nelson, as we did before, he was meeting with the Seahawks. There is no deal in place there, but that wouldn't be a bad spot for him to go to the Seahawks. Uh, well, you know, I'm saying it just gives Russell Wilson the, another they run good the weapon. Ball. They run no, the no, ball. yeah, but I'm saying it wouldn't be a bad spot for him to go. They still it, need another wide receiver. It's gonna be tough for Jordy Nelson. I don't. See oh yeah, him. yeah, no, I don't see him going back to. What I don't see before. him being a fantasy relevant. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it wouldn't be a bad spot for him. Uh, and Spencer Ware was looking to go to the Lions. Also, rumors now. Quick recommendation to give, and this is this is a this is a risky recommendation. So take it with a grain of salt. Go ahead, but dynasty wise, or if you're in a keeper league, I would look into getting Jarek McKinnon. You're looking to get him. I would look into getting Jarek if McKinnon. his if if the owner panics right because I have Jerry McKinnon right now, so. Obviously, uh, now there's rumors that he might get cut before April, right? Oh, what? There's more new, there's no, uh, new news? He's not getting cut. He might there's get a, traded. He might get traded or cut. No, he's not going to get cut. They didn't give him all that money to cut him. They signed him for a couple of years. They're not going to cut him. No, but for, for them to give him that guaranteed contract for this, this upcoming year, 
they have to decide to give it to him, you know, which was like three million to have him in the roster. They're not gonna, just like Eli, right? They're not uh, going to cut Jack McKinnon. You don't think they're so? not going to cut Jack McKinnon? They're going to either trade him or they're going to trade Matt Breida. They they just gave him an extension, right? Matt Breida. They they still they still might trade him though. I'm saying, even though they gave him such a Matt might trade Breida, him. they gave the extension. Um, it was no, no, they gave most starts. Most starts. Most starts gave the extension. The extension too. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not gonna panic on 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 McKinnon. I gotta see what happens because right now, if you don't have McKinnon, maybe it's a good chance to get McKinnon. Right? That's what I'm saying. Go ahead, go ahead. I think Get that point. the recommendation of trading for McKinnon, if you trade for McKinnon now, you could now at this moment, this moment, it yeah. is risky. It is very risky. It's risky in the sense because if he stays with the 49ers, he is not gonna have a very relevant role because there is so many running backs. In that offense and very serviceable running backs and with the injury history. But you would get them for less than nothing right now. You could get them dirt cheap for the moment. You know what I mean? If you traded for him, you get him very dirt cheap to somebody who also more than likely will probably panic with those four very before bit. But maybe if he gets maybe traded, if he gets this. traded to the Eagles, he'll be the starting running back right away because the Eagles are uh, there's rumors about Josh Adams being cut. He's going to be cut, Josh Adams. So if he gets traded to the Eagles, and if the Eagles don't take a running back in this draft like Josh Jacobs, which is another rumor that they might take him, it's like probably you know it's like another like mock draft. Thing. And this is not a big running back class. No, it's there's not a, huge. A wide receiver uh, talent is much more better. Right. Than well, the of course, backs. the big thing is the defensive very ends. Deep. The defensive yep. ends is way bigger. Defensive right ends now. and wide receivers. That's what's deep in this draft. Um. So if he lands in in Philadelphia, McKinnon, there's a good chance that he does. Well, yeah, it's going to fill the need because of the JHI free agency and JHI is always constantly hurt all the time and the free agency and them cutting Josh Adams. I know they have Corey Clement there and stuff like that, but I think if he goes over to the Eagles, he'll get a significant role and a significant workload. They also did sign Jason Kelsey again, the Eagles. So that offensive line is still going to be very good. So um, if you trade for him now, you will get you will get him for less than nothing. You'll get a lot of value for him. And if he goes to the Eagles, it's gonna really work out in your favor. High risk, high reward. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm not saying it's definitely, but to say if you wanted to take a risky recommendation that I'm giving you right now, that's something to think about that if you wanted to trade for him. Or like I said, if you have if you're in a keeper league and somebody has Jerick McKinnon as a keeper, maybe you wanted to like, you know, trade a pick or somebody to have him as a keeper, you know, tell somebody, hey, I'll give you like my fifth round or sixth round pick, and you give me Jared McKinnon as a keeper, and you can have an extra sixth, fifth round pick, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's worth a shot to throw a dart and see if it hits. You know, but it could. That's the thing; it could be worth the shot. It could not be worth it. It depends on what you're giving up for him. You know what I mean? I wouldn't like, like I wouldn't trade you. Like if we were in a dynasty league for Jared McKinnon, like you know, uh, I'd probably give you somebody. I, I don't even know top of my head thinking about it. Uh, I'll probably give like a. I'll, I'll try to give a third round pick for this year draft, maybe even a second round pick because yeah. it's not that deep. All right, something like and, that for Jerry McKinnon. Yeah, yeah, like I might even go second round. Like, hey, I'll, I'll try to say third, see if they bite on it. But, but you could second. probably get them for less. I'm saying, like, because right now it's it's so scary with the, with that you know abundance of running backs in that backfield. Maybe uh, somebody likes Tampa, and you know they, they still feel strong about Ronald Jones, right? Maybe give a Ronald Jones. What about Payne Barber? 
You keep Peyton Barber, right? I would keep Peyton Barber. Yeah, all right. Over him. So, like, Ronald Jones. Maybe somebody has a chance, at, you know, likes Ronald Jones a lot, and you could give a Ronald Jones with a third or something and then get McKinnon. It's, you know, it's a chance, you know, but because I know Ronald Jones, you burned a first-round pick with him last year. But, uh, you know, if you're willing to take that risk and if you don't feel too strong about Ronald Jones, then... I never liked Ronald Jones. I said it last year, too. I said it was going to be a bust. I said Rashad Penny was going to be a bust, and I think he's still going to be a bust. I don't think he's going to do anything good this year. He'll have, like, one good game, and that's it. It was a waste of a first-round pick for the Seahawks. Sorry, Seahawks fans. I don't know why you did what you did. I don't know why in the world you took Rashad Penny. Not even just take Rashad Penny. You took him as a second running back overall. You took him over Nick Chubb. Horrible. You took him over Darius Geis. Well, Darius Geis got got injured. That's fine. He's gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna do good. He's, he's gonna, gonna be somebody that's a sneaky pick uh, later. Speaking in. of the Redskins, you know the Redskins have uh, have reported that they're very interested in Dwayne Haskins. Also, they are. Yeah, I don't think the Giants are gonna draft a quarterback. I don't think so either. I don't think they're gonna take a quarterback. Yeah, I they're think not, they're, gonna, they're not gonna bite. I and if we don't, I hope we give that guy uh, Montrose uh, Sweets sweats whatever Montrose uh, Harrell. <laughs> I just did that on purpose. <laughs> I joke. I kid. I kid. That was a joke. Hilarious. Uh, it's like, uh, no, that guy, uh, Mantra Sweets, or sw- uh, how do you say his name? I don't know. Oh, how do you say his name? I forget. Well, I know that we're not getting a quarterback because uh, Gettleman loves Eli Manning. Well, like I said, I think the reason we're not going to get a quarterback this year is because I think that we're not in love with any of the quarterbacks. Which, yeah. well, it's going to be either. Well, it's more likely not going to be Kyler Murray. It's going to be him or Dwayne Haskins. Those are the two top-rated quarterbacks, and... You know, I don't, I don't, I don't see him. I don't see us taking him. I see it like next year we're gonna wait and we're gonna take Tua. We're gonna, it's gonna be Montez, just, just like Montez, this year was the uh, is the race of Zion. Next year is gonna be the race of Tua. That's Mont- what's gonna happen. Montez Sweat or Justin Herbert. If that's what they like more. Yeah, Montez Sweat. Mont- that's that. That's why I like the guy from Mississippi State. I like him a lot. Okay. And I and I hope and I hope that we take him, and then uh, I kind of. I, him. I also wouldn't mind. You know, also wouldn't mind with the first round pick for the Giants for their six overall. Oh, there goes oh man, one. was that open? Oh, thank God it wasn't open. It so the last, all over my the laptop. last piece of uh, soundproof foam fell down and hit Marchetti's bottle. Uh, I also wouldn't mind Jawan Taylor also, and I hope with that second round pick, I hope we get like somebody like DK Metcalf. Hey, what do you think about um, Mike Trout's contract? Crazy. Crazy, man. It's crazy. It's almost half a billy. That meme had me crack it up. <laughs> it's like, Kyle Murray, what are you doing here? I just saw Mike, Trout, Mike Trout's contract. Let's play some baseball. Let's play some baseball. I decided, I decided I wanted to come back. <laughs> in, in our group chat, somebody says, damn, I didn't know the Angels were giving up 10% of their uh, Oh, yeah, 10% ownership. of the ownership of the team. <laughs> of the team. That's nuts. That is nuts. Uh, congratulations, congratulations to Mike Trout. That's nuts. Yeah. That Mike Trout money. That means Aaron Judge is going to get paid. My wife thought about divorcing me and going find him out. Trout. <laughs> so, like, who is this man? <laughs> yeah, Aaron Judge is gonna get paid, bro. Watch. My wife traded in the blue and orange Mets for the red and white Anaheim. She wants to move to California now. All of a sudden, my wife. Is like, it's, it's, the weather is good there. It's nice. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. It's getting better here. Well, obviously, uh, the season is in change, and we're going into spring right now. 